0: Well, would you turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 12. In Luke 12 is our text, we read it from Matthew, but it's the same thing in Luke, some different words, Luke 12 and verse 31, well, let me back up to verse 29, seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Now, you know that you have to think about what you're going to eat. Or elsewise, you won't come up with a meal. Or you won't wind up at a place. You know, people say, where you want to eat? Ah, I don't care. Where you want to eat? Ah, it don't matter to me. Where you want to go. Well, how many know you're not going to get anywhere like that? Right. <laughs> huh? Right. And you're gonna prepare a meal. Well, what are we gonna fix? I don't care what you want. It don't matter to me. <laughs> fix what you want. Well no, tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a waste of time. Yep. Still endeavoring to be led and looking for yourself. Right. Uh, a lot of times people want to put stuff off on other people and just be lazy in these areas. That's another message. But here he said, uh, you know, that's not what he's talking about. You've got to think about, you know, what are we going to have for supper at some point? You've got to think about where we're going to go at some point and make a decision. But he said, don't be of a doubtful mind. You should never have a worried, fretful thought about, am I going to get something to eat? Are we going to have food to eat? Are we going to have clothes to wear? Are we going to have a place to live in this economy, the way my business is going, the way this? I just don't know if we're going to have a house to live in. Never say such a thing. Because you have a God who is your provider, right? Said out loud, I will always have plenty to eat. I will always have plenty to, eat. I will have plenty to wear. I will, always have a good place to live. I will always have a good place to live. I refuse, I refuse to, worry about it. to worry about it. Now, See, that's what he said. Do you believe that God has many, many, many ways of feeding and clothing and housing you? Yes. If you lost everything you know and every channel of income that you know, could he still come up with a way? To feed you and clothe you and house you. And how many understand this is a commandment? If you pace the floor. If you lose sleep. Worried about are me and the family going to have a house. Are we going to have clothes to wear? Are we going to have food to eat? Then you knowing this would be sinning. It would be time to repent. Is that right? Because he didn't tell us try not to. He said don't do it. Right? Didn't he say be careful for nothing? Yes. One translation, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Yes. Right? Amen. But in everything, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. Come to him, give it to him, and then rest. Yes. Amen. So no more worry. No more fears. No more. Right? right? About the necessities of life. He said, verse 30, for all these things... Do the nations of the world seek after and your father knows that you have need of these things, but rather seek you the kingdom of God. Now, we so we touched on this in our offering. Are there many, many people in the world that is primarily what they think about? Let's say Monday morning is coming here in a few hours. They're thinking about I got a I owe I owe so off to work I go right I got to hit it I got bills baby's got to have some new shoes right, right. <laughs> we got to have some formula got to make an insurance payment and so so many times people are thinking that way they're thinking about see they don't mean it to be selfish but they're seeking their own. And if you're seeking your own, you're not seeking the kingdom. Are you with me now? Now, how many got faith to stay with me on this? Come on, stay. Don't judge it till you hear the whole thing. And, of course, you know the scripture is right, don't you? Hold your place there and go to Philippians. Hold your place in Luke. Go to Philippians. In fact, before we read this... Let's pray together further. I always minister by faith. But actually both of these series we got going right now. The wisdom series and this one. Man, I'm really stepping out. Because I don't know. (laughs) I've studied. I've looked. But I hadn't taught these things like this before. So it's new territory in some ways to me. But you know, it's always you don't have anything unless God gives it to you. I mean, you could say some stuff, but it's just dead, lifeless. But when there's unction to it, when there's life in it, that's God. And uh, I'm ministering to you, but I'm ministering to me too. God could minister through somebody else to us, but uh, our eyes are on him. So agree with me in faith. Release your faith right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we are all before you again. Our eyes are not on each other, but we're looking to you. Give us all eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that's open to receive. Take us into the revelation of this thing about your kingdom and help us to see it like you see it and value it and give it the priority that you do so that our focus is your focus and so that we don't waste our time down here in this life. With wasted focus and wasted emphasis, but that we are vital and we are valuable to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Said out loud, I'm learning about, the learning about the kingdom. Now here he said in Philippians, the second chapter of what we were mentioning, in two twenty-one, the Spirit of God through Paul said this. Philippians 2.21, what does it say? For all are seeking what? Now, you know Matthew 6.33, which is Matthew's account of what we're reading in Luke. Seek ye first the what? Now, can you see that we have said that so many times until we're familiar with it? But what does that mean? Right? Seek what? People say it, but to them it means going to church. Or maybe praying. Or Right? Well, if he'd have wanted to say that, he'd have said praying. Seek prayer. Seek church attendance. Right? If he'd have wanted to say something else, he'd have said that. What did he tell us to seek? The kingdom of God. God well if that's what we're supposed to put first and seek first it would behoove us to dig in and find out what is the kingdom of God right instead of having this fuzzy idea and bumping along through life thinking well I kind of think I know maybe (laughs) no what is the kingdom of God we want to get into that some more today But he said, all seek their own, and what? Not the things which are Jesus Christ. So most people are seeking what? They're not seeking the kingdom. They're seeking, or you know, so many times people, they are trying to build their own kingdom. Their own little kingdom. Right? My little kingdom. My little empire. My little thing. I can just get to the place where I got this going and I got that. I can have my own business and I can open three more branches and, and I can build my mansion and I can do this and I can do that and I can be happy and I can have my money and I can do this. Well, that's your kingdom. Right? And God wants you blessed. Don't misunderstand me. He wants you to enjoy the good of the land. But He tells you how to get it. Do what? Seek ye first, not your kingdom. His kingdom, and then what? All this stuff, and we know He's talking about natural things. He talked about housing and clothes and food. All these things will be added to you. Does God want you to have the things? Certainly. It's sad that so many people have preached against things when the Lord told you He would add the things to you. Like, uh, my father in the faith, Brother Kenneth Hagin said that the Lord spoke to him personally many years ago. He said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to their being covetous. Big, big difference. It's not money that's the root of all evil. What is it? It's the love of the money. And I think anybody would understand, if you love money more than you love God, you're messed up. Right? Right. And that's uh, often the case. We see that Jesus, you know, I I need to review a little bit, so just bear with me. I have heard people say more than once. I've heard it on TV. I've heard it on news programs. I've heard it. People say, well, Jesus preached love and acceptance. Uh, Have you ever heard that? Jesus preached love and acceptance. Jesus preached love and acceptance. And a lot of times you'll hear it by people who are trying to get you to accept their sin. Accept. Jesus preached acceptance. And uh, one time I heard that if somebody else on TV was harping about it again. Gee, you know all these Christians that say this is wrong and that's wrong. Jesus didn't preach that. He preached love and acceptance. And the Lord spoke that to me. He said, "No, I didn't." Spoke that to my heart. No, I did not. I did not preach love and acceptance. Well, how would you know what he preached? Where's the scriptures, right? Where's the script? So I went to the Bible. I began to try to find every time it said what he preached. And you know what I discovered? He preached the kingdom of God and repentance. How many understand there's a vast difference between repentance and acceptance? People are telling us, you're supposed to accept my sin. Jesus said, repent of your sin. Well, Jesus loves me just the way I am, just like I am. No, He loves you, but He don't love all your goofy ways. Well, he loves me just like I am. No, no, he loves you. But that doesn't mean he loves all the stuff you are or that you do. Can you see how people have taken and twisted things to suit them? Now, if you haven't studied it, you ought to get your concordance out and go through and look. And you'll see that the kingdom of God is referred to some 100 plus times. In the new, Te- I mean, in the book of Matthew alone, just Matthew, Jesus referred to the kingdom of God some thirty times. Just in the scriptures we've already covered, we saw he preached the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom this, the kingdom that, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. In fact, Matthew twenty four fourteen, I think it is. He said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached. To all nations for a witness. Then the end will come. What are we waiting on for this thing to wind up? You must say, well, the gospel's got to be preached. Yep, yeah, but say it like he said it. The gospel of what? This is we haven't emphasized this enough, have we? We haven't focused on this like we should be. And we should focus on what he focuses on. We should emphasize what he emphasizes. And that's what we're endeavoring to do in this series. Get ourselves back on what he said. The gospel, which means the good news, of the kingdom of God. Now kingdom, let me give you the definition again. Kingdom is from two words, kingdom. You know what a king is, don't you? Not a president, not a prime minister. A king is a sovereign ruler. Right? Someone who rules. And Dom is from dominion. So the kingdom is the dominion of the king. It's the area, the territory that is subject to the rule of the king. The kingdom of God is literally, from the original language, the kingdom over which God rules. Another definition says this, the realm in which God's will is fulfilled. Well, if you are the ruler over a kingdom, then your will ought to be done in that kingdom. Right? And then what the Lord said, you know, in teaching us how to pray, our Father which art in heaven, can you help me out with it? Hallowed be thy name. What are you going to say? Your what? Your kingdom come, what's the very next phrase? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of God is where God has rule and control and dominion and where the will of God is done. The will of God is done in the kingdom of God. Are you all with me now? Now let's just stop right here. Is the will of God, the perfect will of God, being done everywhere in the earth now? No. No, Absolutely not. Now you think about it. If the will of God was already being done perfectly everywhere, why would he tell us to pray? That his will would be done. Right? Now I say this because... There are myriads of Christians who try to tell us that everything that's happening is the will of God. And people say it, they use this phrase, God's in control. Don't they? God's in control. And they'll say that covering everything. Huh? I means they have a pile up out on the interstate. And 20 people got killed. And people pat each other on the back and say, well, you know, God's in control. What does that mean? Now, have you ever heard this? Well, there was an awful earthquake. And buildings fell and 300 people died. Well, there's a terrorist walked in with bombs strapped to him and killed all these people. Well, God's in control. And you hear a lot of these terrorists. See, that's one of their big deals is God's in control everything is God well is that true see the implication is that some way or another God saw fit and chose for these people to die in this pile up out here and we don't understand it but it's the will of God so don't question it because God's in control of everything Now you do understand this is one thing that we differ from other people in. Right here. Right? And I don't mind differing from other people as long as I'm not differing from the Bible. That's what I'm concerned about. The Bible talks about more than one kingdom. There is a kingdom of darkness. Right? Right? But what about that kingdom? Well, if in the kingdom of God, the will of God is done, what happens in the kingdom of darkness? The will of the evil one would be done. Let's look at some scriptures and just establish this. Turn with me over, if you would, to the book of Colossians. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm excited in my spirit. There are some people who have believed lies about this all their life. They're going to get free. Amen. They're going to get free from the Word of God. Do not... You know, it's kind of like that phrase. Anybody know the other unscriptural phrase that we've talked a lot about? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you know the rest of it when I say that. Wow. You just never know. What scripture is that? What verse is that? Where did Jesus ever preach that? Who did he ever tell that to? Are any of the apostles in the book of Acts or the epistles? Where is that? Yet is it quoted like scripture? I mean, people put on their religious voice. Don't they? And go... Well, you just never know. Like that's supposed to be what they're trying to say is what we're already talking about. God's in control. And you just never know what God's going to do and why he's going to do it and how he does it and everything that happens. It happens for a reason. Well, what does that mean? Y'all are quiet over the clock. Everything that happens, it happens for a reason. Okay. <laughs> but what does that mean? It could be a bad reason. Right. From a bad source. Right. What they're trying to say is everything comes from God. And God's in control of everything. And that some way or another everything is the will of God. It ain't so. Amen. It ain't so. Amen. How about people going to hell? No, no. How about people dying young and don't know God and go to hell? No. Are we going to say, well, God in his infinite wisdom... Saw fit to send them to hell. He did not send them to hell. Jesus paid for their sins when he paid for yours. Yes. Right? Yes. What I'm saying is there are things happening that are not the will of God. There are things happening that God is not directing. Now, don't misunderstand me. Nothing is bigger than him. Amen. Right? Right? And for it's all said and done, his will is going to be done and his plan and his kingdom is going to be set up. But while this is happening, there's a lot of stuff happening that he is not doing and he is not in it. And it is not his will and it does not please him. We need to know the difference. We do not need to attribute everything to God. In fact, there is a very serious area here. Did you know what Jesus called attributing the work of the devil to the Holy Ghost? Do you know what he called that? Blaspheming the Holy Ghost and he said there was no forgiveness for it. Attributing the work of the devil to God. That's serious. See, what about all these people that say tongues are of the devil? If they weren't such ignorant babies, they'd be in trouble. So you want to watch about just blanket statements, everything is God. No. Jesus said, the thief comes. Not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if it stole from you, if it killed something in your life, if it destroyed something in your life, how dare you attribute that to God and call God a thief? No. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from Him, from above. Right? And with Him there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. He never stops doing good and has a bad day and starts doing bad. Never. If you had, you know, the theology of a three-year-old, it would be great. The devil is a bad devil and he does bad things. God is a good God and he does good if you just keep it just that straight. But see, people have to go to school and get degrees and read big books to figure out that God and the devil are working together. Well, if they are, we've had it. (laughs) We might as well just quit now, right? No, no, no. God is our God. He's a good God to us. The devil's our enemy. Did you find Colossians? First chapter. Colossians 1. He said verse 12, Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. He's justified us and made us right and fit to do what? To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now let's just stop right here. Do you still have your place in Luke? Yes. Good for you. Go back to Luke 12. He's made us able to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. What is the inheritance? Hmm? Yes, yeah, some of you are already on it there. Luke 12, 31, seek ye the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. Seek what? Kingdom the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Hope you don't get tired of hearing about the kingdom. Because we are going to hammer on it for a while. Right? Are you with me on this? And just say it to yourself throughout the day and throughout the week. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The next verse he said, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, glory. (laughs) We ought to get interested in the kingdom. Because it's his plan and pleasure to give it to us. That's what this is about. So he's made us fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. What is the inheritance? He's given us the kingdom. What kingdom? Not the kingdoms of this world. Certainly not the kingdom of darkness. The devil's kingdom. His kingdom. His dominion. Where his rule is accomplished. And where his will is done. Oh, I'm excited about the kingdom of God. I'm telling you. Soon and very soon. In the entire heavens. And the entire new earth. The only thing that's going to be happening is the will of God. That's all that's going to be happening. And when it is, it'll never be 110 degrees again. It'll never. That ain't the will of God. It will never be minus 30 again. There'll never be any tornadoes or hurricanes or typhoons or tsunamis. Never be one more sickness. No more aches. No more pains. No more aging. No more crying. No more sorrow. No more dying. Oh, glory to God. The kingdom of God. We're not far from it. We're not far from it. The fulfillment of the kingdom of God in the heaven and the earth I'll get to this in a minute we are already in the kingdom kingdom's already begun his kingdom well let's just start right here is his will God's will being done anywhere anywhere in the earth yes it is how about faith life church How, how about your house right I didn't come here to do my thing this morning. Right? What are you interested in? God's plan. God's will. Right? God's kingdom. So God's kingdom extends to Branson. Right? Through where you are, believe in God, in the camera, and everywhere else. At your house. it do you good to say, the kingdom of God rules here. Come out over your house and your stuff. The kingdom of God rules rules this place God's will is done here see that's the acid test of whether God really is ruling in that situation is his will being done because it's easy enough to say Jesus is my Lord but it's another thing for him to really be if he really is your Lord then you don't just decide to where you're going to work and where you go to church and when you quit a marriage and what you do and how you do it, if he's your Lord, you go to him and ask him. And many times it's not what you want to do, not what your flesh wants to do. But if he says do it or don't do it, you submit to his Lordship. And you say, even with the master, how I many you know there was a time in the master's life when his personal flesh didn't want to do? Huh? Huh? What was before him in the will of the Father. And what did he say? Not my will, but thy will be done. That is proof positive. The kingdom of God is here. Is ruling and governing here. Why? The will of God is done. Is being done. Said out loud for this church. And for your house. And for everything that you have any control over. Not my will. Not my will. But your will. Be done. Be done. Your, kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will be done. Here. Here. Just like it is. Just like it is. In, heaven. in heaven. How many know that there is no demon activity in heaven? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> there is nobody doing anything against the will of God right. in heaven. Yes. Kingdom of God has full sway. His will is being done perfectly in every part of heaven. And he taught us, pray that that happens on the earth. So it comes to the place where, just like it is, the only thing that's happening is the will of God in heaven. There will come a time when the only thing that's happening in the earth is the will of God. That time is not today. Because there's a lot of stuff going on in the earth today that is not the will of God. How many believe that now? Are you with me? How many know there's a lot of stuff happening in the earth that is not the will of God? Amen. It's just a fact. Let's prove it further with the scripture. You're in Colossians 1. Again. He said he's made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Verse 13, Colossians 1.13. He has done what? Delivered us from the power of darkness and done what? Has translated us into what? Kingdom. The kingdom of His dear Son. That's what happened when you were born again. Let me read this to you from the Amplified. It says, The Father has delivered and drawn us to Himself. Out of the control and the dominion of darkness. Now let's just stop right there. Is there a kingdom of God? Yes. Yes. Is there a kingdom of darkness? Well, you can already see this here. Is there a place where darkness has dominion and rule and control? Man, you wouldn't even have to be too sharp at all to just look around on the planet and see that darkness is ruling in some places. Too many places. Right? Darkness is domineering. Darkness is controlling. Too many places. Whole cities and whole countries. Aren't you glad for the light you have? Oh, thank God. For the light we have. He said he's delivered us out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Oh, the kingdom we're a part of now is a kingdom of love, kingdom of life, kingdom of anointing, kingdom of joy. How many remember what Romans says? The kingdom of God is not It's not food and it's not drink, but what is it? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace. Oh, just stop on that one right there, right there. The kingdom of God. How many know when you see darkness ruling, you don't see peace? Right? You do not see right being done. When darkness is ruling, right is not done. People are wronged. People are not done right. The kingdom of God is right. Right justness. Rightness. What else is the kingdom of God? Peace. It's not confusing. You can tell where the kingdom of God is ruling. And where the kingdom of darkness is ruling. In the kingdom of darkness. People don't have peace. They're fearful. They're afraid. They're stressed. Right? That's why we ought to be witnesses. In the midst Of this world. Right. That we have peace. What else is the kingdom of God? Righteousness. Peace. And joy. In the Holy Ghost. Joy. 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 My my. In the kingdom of God. How can we tell if you're in the kingdom, and the kingdom's in you, and the will of God is ruling in your life? Right is going to be going on in you and through you and around you. What else? Peace. Peace of God that passes understanding, keeping your heart and your mind. What else? Joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Joy. See, where the kingdom of darkness is ruling, depression. Dark. Fear, heaviness sorrow that's why you ought not come to church and it be sad if this is a kingdom outpost a kingdom outreach you ought to pull up on the parking lot and go whoo man I can tell the kingdom of God reaches this place oh you feel that peace whoo glory. People treat you right around here. Right? And joy, 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 joy. Somebody ought to say joy. Say joy. Joy. There's some people in here. There's some people watching by camera. You have been sad too long, too long, too long, grumpy. Oh, man. Your friends are tired of it, and you don't realize how tired they are of how grumpy and sourpuss you are. (laughs) Come to understand, depressed day after day, depressed, depressed, depressed means what is ruling in your life? That's the dominion of darkness. That's not the will of God being done. Well, it's just so heavy. Doing the will of God and obeying God is just so hard. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. No. I'm sorry, but no, I have to agree with Jesus. And he said, come to me, you that are heavy loaded. Right? And I'll add to your load. (laughs) You'd think that's what he said, the way some people act. I've got preachers, preachers that have told me, Oh, it's so hard, Brother Keith. I know you know because you, man, you're pastored and you travel too, ain't it? It's hard. And I go, Uh, -uh." nope. I do my job and then I cast my cares over on him and then I go blow some leaves off the road. (laughs) Or something. Take a nap. Right? right. Why? Because, his is the kingdom. It's his responsibility. This thing is too big for me to take the responsibility on my shoulder think I can do everything. I got my little job. And I can do my job. And you can do your job. But one of the big jobs I have in you too, everybody, not just preachers, everybody has the job of being a witness. A witness of the kingdom. See, the Lord would tell people, go preach the gospel of the kingdom and heal and deliver and minister and then tell them the kingdom of God is here. So people ought to see our life and they ought to see healing and deliverance and provision. They ought to see right and peace and joy and know, hey, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. And you better get ready because it's soon going to fill all the heaven and the earth. And that's all the kingdom is going to be. Is the kingdom of God. Is there a kingdom of darkness? We just got through reading about it. It's what we've been delivered out of. We've been delivered out of the power and dominion and control of darkness. Now if you get a hold of that and you believe that. Then you will never again be afraid of what the devil can do to you. Because you're either under his control or not. You know. We're over here in Branson. We're not so concerned about the laws in some other countries. Restricting their freedoms. Because we're not in that kingdom. Right? We're in this kingdom. Right? Well... The devil will try to come and tell you he's going to do this, and he's going to do that, try to get you in fear. Oh, there's a curse on you, oh this is going to happen to you. Oh the devil's going to do this to you. You need to go, hey, hey, in case you didn't notice, I ain't in your kingdom no more. <laughs> you don't rule over me, you don't tell me anything. Oh come on now y'all are y'all, y'all are too passive. you got to get sassy with the enemy concerning these things it's pathetic that so many Christians tremble when they come and they cry and go Brother Keith, Brother Keith, the devil told me that, what? What are you scared the devil told you? You need to pop up and go, who is the devil? Yeah, there was a time when I didn't know and I was under the control of darkness, but I have been delivered. I have been delivered out of the Control and power of darkness. I have been translated. Out of that kingdom. Into the kingdom of God's dear son. The devil is nothing to me. And I'm nothing to him. And it's none of his business. How I live what I do. Because see it's fear that makes you subject to the bondage. And he knows that. If he can get you fearing. Fearing. Oh, I don't know, Brother Keith. Some witches told me they put a hex on me. <laughs> yeah, Brother Keith, they're powerful. What well, compared to what? <laughs> Maybe if that's all you're talking about, compared to just flesh strength, it might be a little something to it. Oh, Oh, but you compare it to the power of God, and it's nothing, 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 nothing. That's why you ought not fear, not a devil, not a curse, not any work of darkness, because you're not in that kingdom anymore. No more. No more. No more. There is a kingdom of the enemy. We've talked about it. Let me confirm it just a little bit further. Without turning there, you know, Jesus said this. He said, if a kingdom is divided, remember that? Against itself, it cannot stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, how then shall his kingdom? So he has one, right? Well, how would you know if it was his kingdom or not? His will. Is being accomplished in his kingdom. Now go to Second Corinthians the 4th chapter. See another way of saying this. Second Corinthians 4. I believe this is the direction of God for us right now. Don't you? Mm-mm-mm. We are becoming more and more kingdom minded. And we believe this is how the master has always been. Second Corinthians 4 and 3. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, if our gospel be hid, now we know from many other scriptures, what gospel is this? The good news of the kingdom of God. If the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, who is blinding minds? According to this verse right here. Is that talking about our God and Father? Is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ blinding men's minds? Well, who does the Bible call the God of this world? Well, if he's the God of this world, then he must be ruling and reigning and doing some things in this world. Well, then if he's doing some things in this world, we ought to know the difference between what he's doing and what God's doing. And not lump it all together and say God's doing what the blinder of men's minds is doing. Right? Is there more than one kingdom? Yes, yes. The will of the evil one is being done in the kingdom of darkness. The will of God is being done in the kingdom of God. Now God has had his plan established from the foundation of the world. He is not figuring it out as he goes along. (laughs) And do you remember in Daniel... That God, through his angel, showed the king the dream and the vision and gave Daniel the understanding and interpretation of the kingdoms from when he was living until the end. It's all right there. And it's referred to in the New Testament and in Revelation in the end of the New Testament. Go back to the book of Daniel. And let's remind ourselves of this because this is what this whole thing's about is about the kingdoms that would be on the earth. We're going back to Daniel 2. Let me say this before I let it get away from me. The kingdom of darkness is ruling through the kingdoms in the earth. The kingdom of God is manifesting through the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. I didn't think that up. I didn't have it written down. I wanted to say it before because it didn't come out of my mind. Let me say it again. Somebody write it down so we don't let it get away from us. The kingdom of darkness is manifesting through the kingdoms of the earth. The kingdom of God is manifesting through the church in the earth. Through the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. Now you see that he was showing him how the kingdom of darkness was going to manifest in the earth through this depiction. Daniel 2, are you there? Hallelujah. My, 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 my. We're getting to some good places, friends. You know, when you get in agreement with God, when you begin to focus on what's important to Him, you step into the greater anointing. And I'll begin to try to express a little of this to you, and I think maybe we'll get into it in detail later. But our time on earth is so brief. And the thing that matters about what we do with our time is how it relates to the kingdom. And the more valuable your time is to the kingdom, the more valuable your time is to God, the more he takes responsibility to do things to protect your time. And the more he does things to give you resources, equipment, opportunities to release your time and protect your time because it is more valuable to the kingdom than other people's time. Are y'all with me now? God's given us this facility and just already about paid for the whole thing. He's given us jets, TV cameras, Right? Money to buy time on uh, stations and satellite and the internet worldwide. Well, a lot of people would like to do that for the Keith Moore or Bob Jones or Tammy Smith show. Right? And so people struggle and struggle to try to get the money and the stuff to do to put me forward, put the time, you know, make my time count for me. But this has not been a struggle for us. Now has it? I mean the TV stuff. And the building. and We said Lord. We want it. We ask you for it. Here's our seed. Boom. Right? I mean it just. Months. And when you look at a year or two or three. In light of eternity. You know how long that is? That's how quick things are happening for us. But. The moment we begin to back off of being kingdom-minded and focus on ourselves, then at that point, our time is not as valuable to God. What we're doing is not as valuable to Him. And so He doesn't take the responsibility to provide for it and make it go. The Lord told me this one time. I was uh, years ago. I was working and I felt like I had four jobs at once. And I mean, I was busy. And I would come in from preaching four times that day and had mountains of paperwork on my desk to do. I'm not exaggerating. I'm talking about stacks of stuff this tall covered my entire desk. And I'd be working on it. (laughs) You'd take one. (laughs) start And... And there were things I had on my heart. Lord, I'd rather be looking in the word right now. I'd rather be waiting on you. I'd rather be praying. And he said this to me. He said, let your time become more valuable to me. And I'll secure it to you. He'll provide for it. And I've seen over the years as my time. See, you think your time is valuable to you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your time being valuable to him. Because of what you do with it. And if you will focus on that. I've seen as the years go by. He's taken things off of me. That wasn't the best use of my time. Now see I might have thought my time was valuable to him. But really in the beginning. It wasn't as valuable to him as I thought it was. <laughs> but as my time. What I do with myself and my time. Really does become more valuable with him. He's given us these tools. More and more people to help. More and more money to help. Jets to save hours out of your day. Are you with me now? These kind of tools. Why? Because we're becoming more focused on what's important to Him. So if what's important to Him is important to me, then my time becomes more important to Him, and He takes a personal responsibility. Right? Are you with me now? To guard it and to provide for it and to save the hours and the days. Be redeeming of the time. He said, and we're going to get into that later some more, I think, but I wanted you to be thinking about that as we get. What scripture are you on? Daniel, Daniel 2. Daniel 2. King Nebuchadnezzar was king, not prime minister, not president, king over The known earth. I mean his kingdom extended. One of the most far reaching kingdoms in history. At his word. Men and women lived or died. On multiple continents. He was the sovereign ruler. And the Lord gave him a dream. And when he woke up. He couldn't remember the dream. But he knew it was important. Anybody read the story? Do you remember? And he called for all his soothsayers and fortune tellers and astrologers. (laughs) Bad (laughs) move. They didn't have a clue. (laughs) And it made him mad. Because he's got all these guys paying all these salaries, doing all this stuff, and none of them got a clue of what to do about this important thing. Well, you know the story. He's ready to kill them all and get him some new ones. (laughs) <laughs> and he can do it because he's the king. And they were going to kill Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. You remember that? And Daniel, by the wisdom of God, say, well, uh, you know, what's bothering the king? And they sought the Lord and prayed. And the Lord gave Daniel the dream and the interpretation. And here it is. Let's read about it. Skip on down to verse 19. Chapter 2, 19, Daniel 2, 19. Then was the secret revealed to Daniel in a night vision. And then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And you know, you'll see another side of this. When Daniel went in, I mean, this was an impressive thing. Nobody in the kingdom could do this. Daniel did not take the credit for it. Did you see that? You see why God could use him. He said, no, no, no. It's not with me. It's not because I'm so smart. God gave it to me. He gave the credit to him properly. And uh, skipping on down, let's see. What is it, about verse uh, 30 or 31? 31. 31. He said, You, O king, saw and behold a great image. This great image whose brightness was excellent stood before you, and the form was terrible. The image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. And you saw till that a stone was cut out Without hands which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and broke them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away and no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. You already got a clue about what's going on here, don't you? He said, this is the dream, verse 36, and we'll tell you the interpretation thereof before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom power and strength and glory. And he said, the last part of verse 38, you are the head of gold. So that Babylonian kingdom that was represented by the gold head, that was the one that was in the earth right then. After you shall arise another kingdom inferior to you, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And you can see as you follow these things, the Medes and the Persians, Alexander the Great, the Roman Empire, you'll see down through history, these are depicted in these kingdoms, in this image. The fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaks in pieces and subdues all things, and as iron that breaks all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. You saw the feet and toes of potter's clay and iron. and The kingdom will be divided. There will be in it the strength of iron. You saw the iron mixed with the miry clay. Now, let's just stop right here. Can we see what spiritual kingdom was domineering Through these kingdoms. Look through history. Was there cruelty? Was there murder and destruction? Was there stealing and killing and destroying? Then it was the kingdom of darkness. The God of this world was ruling. And to whatever degree. Through that government. Through that dominion. That kingdom on earth. they're stealing and killing and destroying. Then that's to that degree. What the God of this world. The devil is ruling. It's his dominion. And to whatever kingdom that's been set up that you saw freedom and peace, right, and right being done, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How many believe God raised up this nation? Huh? For freedom. Now, I wish we could say that it's only God's will that has been manifest through this nation and kingdom. We can't say that. But at least some, right? Anytime you see where there's been life, where there's been giving, where there's been peace, right? You know that was God's kingdom manifesting. And what people have not wanted to acknowledge, they've wanted to give all the credit for the good things that have happened through the U.S. of A. They want to give the credit to the U.S. of A to being an American. What they don't realize is the great leaders, even from the beginning, were not just Americans. They were part of the kingdom of God. They were Christians. They were believers. Right? And it was through their influence that things were done and laws were made and things were accomplished that actually allowed some of the will of God to be manifest. So we don't give the glory... To the country, we give the glory to God. We're thankful for our country. We enjoy our country, but we give the glory to God. Right? He went on to say, verse 44 In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. Well, why wouldn't it be left to other people? Oh, you're going to get happy about this now. You have to think about this a little bit. Why is the kingdom left to other people in the earth? Because they die. Yeah, you're starting to get it. Because they get old and they die, and so the next generation inherits that kingdom and that nation. This kingdom that God's setting up is not going to be passed down generation to generation, because it's going to be us, and we ain't never dying again. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God. Mm, 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 mm. Didn't he say? We would rule and reign with him. How long? Forever. 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 This kingdom of God. Is the everlasting kingdom. I know people might not like to hear it. But the U.S. of A. Is not going to last forever. Nor any nation. Nor any country. That's on the face of the earth. There have been empires and kingdoms that have lasted for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And you cannot find them now. That have lasted ten times longer than we've already been around. Right? And you can't find a trace of them now. Maybe some history in a book. And one of these days, there will be no more U.S. of A. There will be no more, you know, Soviet Republic. There will be no more Republic of China. There will be no more Great Britain. There will be no more... They'll just be one. Yeah. <laughs> one yes. kingdom yes. of God. Oh, God. And if you're not in it, you ain't. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't here. Amen. You're somewhere else. Right? Yeah. And the only thing that will be happening will be what? Oh, the will of God. Does that do anything for you or not? I'm getting excited about it. The only thing... That'll be happening. I know some of you act like you know that that's uh, something I'm making up or not. Finish reading this and then we go into Revelation. I think I can finish it up. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven. See, the kingdom of God is also called the kingdom of heaven. The God of heaven is going to set up a kingdom. And it'd be the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of God. Which shall never be destroyed. This has got to make the devil cry. (laughs) This has got to make him cry because he is the destroyer. Right? That's his thing. And he will never be able to do anything with this. Never. This cannot be destroyed. Because even you and I, who will be ruling and reigning, do you remember? We will now, at that time, be immortal, incorruptible. We can't get old. We can't wear out. We can't wear out. You'll look better after 3,000 years than you did before. And feel better too. kingdom the kingdom the kingdom this kingdom shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people it's his good pleasure to give it to us and we're not dying or growing old or going anywhere so it's just us It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Any remnants of any kingdom that ever was or ever tried to be will be swallowed up by this kingdom. Verse 45, for as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain, how? How? That means this is not a man's kingdom. This is not man-made. Man did not create it or have anything to do with it. This is cut out without hands. God did it. And it broke in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain and the interpretation is sure. Is this happening? Come on now. Are we closer to the fulfillment of this than any generation has ever been? Thank you, Lord. And whose kingdom is it? It's God's kingdom and it's his good pleasure to give it to to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Now go to Revelation. I think I can close with this. Revelation 11. Thank you, Lord, for leading us into kingdom revelation. Mm -mm Glory, 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 glory. We are here on kingdom business. The Lord gave me a song about that 20 years ago. I'm here on kingdom business. I cannot be delayed. I'm here on kingdom business. The business of the king requires haste. Right? There's much to be done before the master can come. All of his word must be fulfilled. Put your hand to the plow. Don't look back. Do it now. The business of the king requires haste. Hallelujah gave me that song 20 years ago. I'm here on kingdom business. Is that true? Why are we breathing there? Why are we here? We are here on kingdom business. And the business of the king requires haste. There's a lot to be done and not much time for it to be done in. Mm-mm-mm. And the more this becomes real to us and in us, our perspective changes. We see everything with a view to its value in the kingdom. Right? And if it doesn't benefit the kingdom, we're not interested. And the more focused we get on this, then God takes more interest in our time. And in what we're doing. Because we want what he wants. For the same reasons he wants it. Can you see that? And there comes more resources. More money. More power. More anointing. More revelation. Glory to God. Revelation 11. Are you there? 11 and 15. This is going to happen like this. The seventh angel sounded. Seventh of the seven. And there were great voices in heaven. Wouldn't you like to hear those? You will. You will. This is yet to happen. Great Voices in heaven, these voices were proclaiming the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. Hallelujah, yes, thank you Lord. <laughs> no more republic of, or United States of, or province of, or nation of, anything else. The kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his anointed one, his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. And ever and ever. And who's going to be there? Front and center. Ruling and reigning with Him. Gonna be you, gonna be me, gonna be the whole church. And we're not just gonna float around on a cloud and play a harp. If you wanna do that, I think you probably could. But that's not all you're gonna do. There's gonna be a kingdom to run. Kingdom. Global for sure and beyond. And you and I are going to be representing Him and doing His business. Going here, going there, doing this, doing that. Why? We represent the kingdom. We're sent from the Master. (laughs) And it'll be done. What will be done? His will. Say it again Thy kingdom come, Thy come. Thy Thy will be done on earth. As it is, As it is. In, heaven. in heaven. One of these days, the only thing that'll be happening in the new heaven and new earth is the complete will of God. That's the only thing that'll be happening. How about between now and then? Let's see how much, right? Let's, let's see how much of the will of God we can get manifest in our lives, what we have control over, right? Turn to the back of the book. Let me remind you of what the will of God is. What a good God we serve. What a wonderful God we have. Hallelujah. Revelation 21. 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. Lots of new real estate. It is. Well, you're going to have all the people that have lived before, right? And with the one, a lot more people, a lot more real estate. That's just a thought I had. And uh, he went on to say, Verse 3, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. We won't just be walking with Him by faith. We'll see. We'll be with Him. Personally. Mm. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. That includes your dog, your cat, your flower, your tree. Never again will any of your stuff die. Ever. Not one more brown leaf falling off. No more death. Period. Neither what? No sorrow, no depression, none, no crying. Won't that be great? No crying. Neither shall there be any more what? Pain. No more pain. No more physical pain, no more mental anguish, no more solical pain, no more pain. What is this telling you? The kingdom of God has fully come and is set up in the earth now and the only thing that's happening is the will of God. What does that tell you? None of these things are the will of God. Did you see this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Brother Keith? You saying that dying is not the will of God? Yeah. No, I didn't say it. That's right. <laughs> this says it. That's right. That's right. Dying was never the will of God. It's happening. Pain was never the will of God. Sorrow and crying was never the will of God. Never. Never. In fact, the Bible said the last enemy that will be put underfoot is death. It's an enemy of God. And the rest of the passage talks about the kingdom. Now notice. 22nd chapter. Verse three twenty two three There shall be what? No more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants will serve him, and they shall see his face. They who? That's us. And his name will be in their foreheads, and there will be no night there. They won't need a candle neither light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever in the eternal kingdom of God where the will of God is done perfectly forever and ever and ever. Stand on your feet and praise God, friends. Oh, we thank you, Lord.